Hello everybody, welcome to the second episode about scuba diving. Um, I am going to um, spend also this episode, pretty much like I spent the first one, talking more generally about scuba diving, adventures, um, short expeditions, instead of, of course, the specifics of scuba diving itself. As I mentioned in the first episode, different than most other activities you must have a certification by a by an agency um, and again there are several out there to to dive so um, I'm not gonna get to, into the specifics or um, or any of the theory behind it I'm just gonna go give you some general tips about um, diving about how to dive uh, in other places, and then um, this is all kind of a converges to um, the adventure of diving into the Blue Hole in Egypt, in Dahab, Egypt, um, which is the next episode. I'm going to get into the details about the planning, um, what it is like, um, how to uh, actually come out of the dive alive, differently than maybe like 150 other divers who die there. Um, so that's for the next episode, more specifically about Dahab. Um, today, again, focused on some of the key uh, aspects of diving and, and diving sort of for, for adventure purposes. And then uh, after I talk about Dahab, I just had this idea. I was thinking about the, the episode number four. It will be about diving with sharks, um, which I have quite an experience um, and, and, and I heard that many people love to do that. So back to diving differently than mountaineering in our first series, diving is not about suffering. Mountaineering, I heard from actually professional mountaineers is about suffering. Uh, one way or another, no matter how fit you are, um, you need to be, um, able to endure a lot of suffering. It's not diving. Diving is much more pleasant. Uh, it does not require the, the level of fitness that you will require for other activities. Uh, however, however, it is important to be fit, generally speaking, right? Um, but I have um, thought as a dive master, you know, um, divers with uh, disabilities uh, of all kinds, and and they are they become very successful divers so again it's not completely about fitness um, but it is important to be fit diving is much more about equipment and procedures equipment of course um, as a as a as a young diver you're going to rent most of your equipment um, but it is extremely important that you have good functioning equipment of, of course good quality that you can rely on either it's yours if you maintain it properly there shouldn't be any problems or you rent goes back to what i stressed pretty much my only message in the first episode which i believe to be the most important one is about the dive shops and the dive centers you select i made a strong statement based on no statistics um, just my gut feel that 90 percent of the dive shops out there in the world, including the US, uh, are not 
very reliable, right? They either don't have good people or equipment or both, uh, and they don't follow the procedures safety-wise. So choose it wisely. That's, again, back to episode number one, my very first advice. So after you get the right equipment, it's all about procedures. Without getting the specifics about the theory of descending, ascending, you know, pressure, decompressure, um, I am going to say that it is super important that you follow the procedures. You follow the rules. Um, there is a saying in diving that I actually apply to all my other activities, including mountaineering, uh, is anyone can call a dive at any time for any reason, anywhere. Okay, You can just signal your buddy, this is it, something's not working, I'm not feeling well, call the dive. The longer you extend you know, that dive, if you're not 100% or if your equipment is not 100%, the, the, the riskier it gets. Um, one uh, sort of interesting statistic, and I say risk and choose the dive you know, wisely and the dive shop wisely, is because I mean, very few people know, right? Skydiving, wow, no, including my mother, by the way. Skydiving is extremely dangerous. Oh, my God, jumping out of the plane. And then I say, hey, I'm going to dive this week. And they say, oh, that's cool. Oh, I love to dive. Um, diving actually is four times more dangerous in terms of fatalities than skydiving. And I'm talking about skydiving. If you do tandem skydiving, I think it's, it's in the order of magnitude of even like eight times more dangerous to dive than to skydive tandem with somebody, you know, um, behind you controlling everything. Why? Because of the procedures and equipment, right? And because of my, again, unsupported theory that the dive shops and dive centers out there are not extremely qualified or, you know, at the, at the levels they should to prevent, um, to prevent accidents, fatal accidents. So keep that in mind. Keep that statistic in mind, right? Four times at least more dangerous than skydiving. So we'll talk about skydiving in another another series. Um, so equipment, procedures that you're going to learn in your course. I am obviously assuming that if you're going to go to an expedition, to a little short adventure diving, it could be a week you know, trip to the Bahamas. It could, be, um, it could be just a shorter trip that you are certified that you've done everything that you should to remain um, aware of uh, all the procedures, right? If you dive more than six months ago, take a refresh course, right? Um, go to the pool, do some refresh, you know, go out in the open water, make sure you're fine. So those are the two, um, I'd say number two and number three biggest advice that I have to give, piece of advice, is equipment and procedures. Right after, of course, Choose the proper dive center, dive shop to support you that's going to have the right guides. Um, last part is it's mental, right? Diving is mental. Um, if you have phobias, you know, if you're claustrophobic or if you're afraid of the dark or fish, I met some people that are scared of every fish, everything, doesn't matter what, um, you know, tiny little goldfish, 
go figure. Um, it happens. Then maybe diving is not for you, right? But um, again, I've I've had the opportunity to teach many um, diving students in their open water certifications, and you know, um, typically they can work this the fears out. It requires a good instructor. It requires the the right operation around them. But um, we are able. 99% of the cases to actually work those phobias um, with the students so they can, you know, they can overcome them. Um, it, it is, again, a very, it, it's very mental and, um, and it requires you, that's why, again, it requires you to, to follow those procedures which help. Uh, another interesting thing about, you know, being very mental uh, sport and something that is not necessarily you know dependent upon high level of fitnesses of fitness um, but um, but it can still kill you is uh, w- one very interesting statistic like um, some of the 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 fatalities a lot of the fatalities uh, involving diving are um, they involve photography right underwater photography and you wonder like why right why uh underwater photography is so dangerous it's because you lose um you lose focus actually (laughs) you're focused so much on the photography and the photos you're taking with the with the with the camera and all the adjustments and if it's you know if it's a tiny micro uh um um life right uh creature that you're photographing then you're going to focus on that and as a result you tend to lose situation awareness so you 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 forget to check your air you forget to check your your depth you forget to check if you have a buddy or if you don't have a buddy if your buddy disappeared um and again goes back to follow the procedures right read the instructions pretty much um if you have a computer you know, listen to the computer. Do not forget that your equipment is going to save your life. You need to be able to save yourself underwater. So those are the 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 key topics for this episode. Again, very broad, not necessarily a specific adventure. Those are more advice for um, for anyone based on my own experience diving for many years. Think about those three elements. And then what we're going to do in the next one, I'm going to put my notes together here and I'm going to try to apply those three uh, foundational um, guidelines that I've discussed. Again, dive shop, guiding, right? Hood, your guides, the equipment and the procedures for diving to specifically the blue hole in Dahab. Uh, we can even talk about some of the, the accidents out there. They're unfortunately... There are many examples, uh, even videos that uh, I wouldn't recommend, but they're out there on YouTube about accidents that happen um, in in that uh, in that spot. So I'm going to try to apply those three to my experience there, which was very successful. It was a, an awesome dive, and then we're going to do the same thing for uh, the shark diving, both in the cage or outside the cage and also i have uh, some tips if you want to dive with sharks and just a quick call out to my daughter 
She runs an organization called Teens for Sharks. And, and that, that's really uh, the main focus is to um, aid with the preservation, conservation of sharks. Um, so she also has dived with sharks with me. Uh, we have plenty of experience. We had a lot of fun. Um, so there's a lot to talk about, but that's like two episodes from now. Hope you enjoyed this. Thank you very much for listening. Until the next one. Bye-bye.